Welcome to the Choose You Netcast. This is Jim Langlois with the word from Joshua 24, 15. Choose you this day whom you will serve, but as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. It's my prayer that this netcast will encourage and cheer you on as we join forces to draw the line in the sand, defending our faith and our households in the resurrection power of Jesus. Join me each weekday as we dig deeply into God's amazing word and bring up the rich treasures of his blessings. Are you ready? Choose you this day. Whom you will serve. But that's for me and my house, me and my house, me and my house. I said, choose you this day, whom you will serve. But that's for me and my house, me and my house, me and my house. Good morning, Networld, and thank you for tuning in. We're starting a new series today called Return to Me and dot, dot, dot. Okay, well, what's the dot, dot, dot stand for? Well, let me read you Malachi 3, 7. It says, Yet from the days of your fathers you have gone away from my ordinances and have not kept them. And then it says, Return to me, comma, and, are you ready? I will return to you, says the Lord of hosts. But you said, In what way shall we return? Well, again, the title of this series will be Return to Me and dot, dot, dot. And when you finish it out, it says, I will return to you. So let me read Malachi 3, 7 one more time. Yet from the days of your fathers, you've gone away from my ordinances and have not kept them. Return to me and I'll return to you, says the Lord of hosts. But you said, in what way shall we return? Well, is this something that needs to take place? Have we shoved God out of our families? Have we shoved God out of our homes? Have we shoved God out of our workplaces? Have we shoved God out of our churches? Have we shoved God out of our government? Have we gone away from any of God's ordinances and not kept them? If so, what ordinances? And why and how? If this is true, then how shall we return? Well, Malachi is the last book of the Old Testament. It's called a book of the minor prophets. BibleGateway.com says, There are 12 minor prophets, each of whom is given a separate book in Protestant and Catholic Bibles. In order of their appearance in the Bible, they are Hosea, Joel, Amos, Obadiah, Jonah, Micah, Nahum, Habakkuk, Zephaniah, Haggai, Zechariah, and Malachi. They're described as minor, not because they're less important than the books of the major prophets, but because they're shorter in length, and most of them can easily be read in a single sitting. Together, their indictments of Israel's drift away from God set the stage for the new covenant that will be ushered in with the person of Jesus Christ. That's a good word there. There is a very important word in the Bible. You've probably heard it before. Its meaning is apartness, separated, sanctified, sacred, and dedicated. This word appears in the New King James Version 669 times in 598 verses, meaning it shows up more than once in 71 verses. And the word is holy. This term holy is used to describe many things, 
In the Old Testament, we read of holy ground, a holy convocation, God's holy habitation, the holy Sabbath, a holy nation, holy garments, the holy place, holy gifts, a holy crown, holy anointing oil, holy incense, the holy day, the holy altar, holy sanctuary, his holy name, holy priest, holy water, a holy people, holy bread, holy furnishings, the most holy place, the holy hill, the holy temple, the holy one, holy heaven, holy throne, holy mountain, holy border, his holy arm, his holy promise, and I'm sure I missed others. In the New Testament, we hear of the Holy Spirit, the spirit of holiness, holy angels, and even the book in our hand is titled The Holy Bible. Without getting weird or super spiritual, holy means that everything we just described is to be considered apart for, separated unto, sanctified for, sacred, and dedicated to the kingdom of God. I have a new term I call Christian liberalism. Within my definition of this term, I see a great movement, quote, away from, end quote, the ordinances of God. I'm going to say that again. Within the definition of Christian liberalism, I see a great movement away from the ordinances of God. I see a movement calling what is holy as unholy and calling what is unholy as holy. It is a clear departure. I happen to believe we do not have the right to call what is holy as unholy. That would be blasphemy. And I also believe we do not have the right to call what is unholy as holy. That would be an abomination. One definition of blasphemy is irreverence towards something considered sacred or inviolable. And abomination can be defined as a loathsome, detestable thing and something or someone as essentially unique in the sense of being dangerous, sinister, and repulsive to another individual. In our context, this other individual would be referring to God. Are there Christian liberalists calling things that are unholy as holy? Yes, abortion, same-sex marriage, divorce, fornication, adultery, homosexuality, the disassembly of ourselves together, and so on. These are clearly a departure away from the ordinances of God. Are the Christian liberalists calling things holy as unholy? Well, yes, the Sabbath, the assembly of ourselves together, the Word of God, the Ten Commandments, and so on. Of course, this brings us into the great battle of Christian liberalism versus what some call Christian legalism. This we will discuss over the next few days. There is one more holy I want to bring into play, and it's found in Leviticus 27.30. Leviticus 27.30 says, And all the tithe of the land, whether of the seed of the land or of the fruit of the tree, is the Lord's. It is holy to the Lord. This is not a popular verse these days. How do I know? Well, statistics say in the least 4% of evangelical Christians tithe, and at the most 12%. This means from 88 to 96% of confessing born-again Christians do not tithe. Another interesting statistic is the average tax-deductible donation of those who do give in America 
is only 2% of their income. Hmm. Is there some kind of departure? If so, and why? I see the Christian liberalists using the I'm redeemed from the curse of the law argument by saying the tithe, the definition of marriage, the Sabbath, and so on are not holy anymore, but use the legalism card to redefine the holy ordinances of God. And guess what? No one can do that. Luke 16, 15 says, And he said to them, You are those who justify yourselves before men, but God knows your hearts. For what is highly esteemed among men is an abomination in the sight of God. Again, abomination is a loathsome, detestable thing, and something or someone as essentially unique in the sense of being dangerous, sinister, and repulsive. So I want you to stay with me as we take the next few days and answer questions like, what is the tithe? Is the tithe no longer relevant in the New Testament? Isn't that the law we've been redeemed from? If I don't tithe, am I under a curse? If the tithe is holy, then what is an offering? Why would Satan pull the legalism card on tithing? If the tithe was holy before the law and during the law, why would anyone want to discredit its apartness, separation, sanctification, sacredness, and dedication to the kingdom of God today? Hmm, those are all very good questions. Return to me and what? Well, return to me and I'll return to you, says God. And here's my note to self. If I want the second part of this promise, I need to consider the first part. Let me read Malachi 3.7 again. Yet from the days of your fathers, you have gone away from my ordinances and have not kept them. Return to me, and I'll return to you, says the Lord of hosts. But you said, in what way shall we return? That's a good question. In what way, Lord? In what way shall we return? This is not the only place in Malachi a question is asked concerning a declaration from the Lord. As a matter of fact, Malachi chapter 1 verse 2 says, I have loved you, says the Lord, yet you say, in what way have you loved us? And then in verse 6 it says, a son honors his father and a servant his master. If then I am the father, where is my honor? And if I am a master, where is my reverence, says the Lord of hosts, to you priests who despise my name? Yet you say, in what way have we despised your name? And then Malachi chapter 2, verses 13 through 14 says, And this is the second thing you do. You cover the altar of the Lord with tears, with weeping and crying, so he does not regard the offering anymore, nor receive it with goodwill from your hands. Yet you say, for what reason? And Malachi 2.17, God says, You have wearied the Lord with your words. Yet you say, In what way have we wearied him? In that you say, Everyone who does evil is good in the sight of the Lord, and he delights in them. Or, Where is the God of justice? My goodness. And Malachi chapter 3, verse 13, Your words have been harsh against me, says the Lord. Yet you say, What have we spoken against you? Well, let's look at these questions again. In what way have you loved us? They asked the Lord. In what way have we despised your name? They responded to God. And for what reason? And in what way have we wearied him? Talking about God. And then where is the God of justice? And what have we spoken against you? And then the most important question, in what way 
shall we return. Many would say these words in Malachi are the Old Testament of legalism and law and works for righteousness. But I believe it's much different. I believe this book is about honor and holy reverence toward God. Remember Malachi 1.6 says, A son honors his father and a servant his master. If then I'm the father, where is my honor? And if I'm a master, where is my reverence? If you're like me, I want to honor him. I want to reverence him. And if I've missed it in any way, I want to turn and return to him. That's why I love the scripture which says, Return to me, and I'll return to you, says the Lord of hosts. The book of Malachi is not a book about legalism and law. It's a book about honor and reverence. And that's what we're going to be discussing over the next few days. I hope you can stay connected because this is great. Remember, return to me and I'll return to you, says the Lord. So stay tuned as we continue in this great series. I believe it could bring a revival. Be blessed. You have been listening to the Choose You Netcast with Jim Langlois. If you have enjoyed this program, you can find out more about Jim Langlois Ministries on the Master's House website at tmhnow.org. That's tmhnow.org. On the media tab, you can listen to many more messages, subscribe to my daily devotional emails, and follow the link to my blog site. If you'd like to write me or become a financial partner with this ministry, my address is the Master's House, Post Office Box 1568, Mechanicsville, Virginia, 23116. That's the Master's House, Post Office Box 1568, Mechanicsville, Virginia, 23116. Online donations can also be made at tmhnow.org, and my email address is pastorjim at tmhnow.org. This is Jim Langlois saying be blessed, you and your whole household. Until next time. Choose you this day, but that's for me and my house, me and my house, me and my house.